1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
2: Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin, Football. All morning long. Kelly Bidlin, how you doing, man? You good? I'm doing good, man. It was a a
3: wild Thursday night football game.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I have much to say about this game. This was not... (sighs) Oh, I have so much to say. We'll get to that momentarily. Just want to let you know who's on this show. Friday, overbooked, baby. It's what we do. Matt Brown, our own Matt Brown, our buddy Matt Brown will join us from uh, Final Countdown, which he does with Stormy Bonatoni every day. He'll join us at uh, hour number two to talk football with us, National Football League, that is, uh, as will so many others. Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob, to talk both college, his favorite college play and pro play of the week. Paul Carr on the Premier League. Joe Fortenball. How about some Joe Fortenball today, Kelly? Yo, we Joe, work that in? Joe, without a mustache. Yeah, he shaved it. Are you for the shaving of the mustache? I don't know. I can't decide. Let's talk to him about
3: I, that. I respect the, uh, the cojones he had to, uh, to rock it as much as he did.
2: <laughs> the cajones. Is that what you That's were saying? right,
3: yeah. Uh, Ford Ball will be here to talk college and pro football. Adam Burke to
2: talk college and pro football. You may sense a theme here as well, Kelly. College and pro football. And then uh, we, we hope to effort the Bear, Chris Felica, uh, from ESPN's Game Day, to talk college football with us. But let me, what, uh, let me just tell you what Felica's schedule is, just what, he's, what he does now on a Thursday to Saturday. Yeah,
3: go through it all, because it's insane.
2: So Because he, he's now part of the Amazon. By the way, how many people are working on that Amazon game yesterday? Uh, so Felica goes from, ho- from his home in, in Connecticut to Kansas City last night for the, uh, for the Chiefs-Chargers game. Then he goes to Boone, North Carolina, which where's where's he flies into to go to the South Carolina-Georgia game. Then he, then he goes to College Station. For a little Texas A and M, then to get back home he can't go straight from there; he has to go through Cincy. So, if if in all that trend, if all that itinerary, if he can find some time for us this morning, we will appreciate it.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: We will absolutely appreciate it. That
3: is that is wild. He has a wild schedule.
2: All right. We also today will talk about our survivor plays, our best bets in the National Football League. Of course, love Fridays here, and uh, we did the we did the AFC yesterday in terms of overreactions in the season win totals markets. And really the Jaguars were the only one that was curious. Uh, they lose a game that they were underdogs in and their and their season win total dropped a game. But we'll look at the NFC and there's about five interesting ones to look at in the NFC. So we'll talk about that momentarily. All of this inspired by our call on the Broncos after week one last week, uh, last year rather, when they won a game they were supposed to win against the Giants and their season win total went from seven and a half to ten and a half in one week. Made no sense. And everybody... Uh, pounded the under on that. All right, last night Chiefs 27, Chargers 24. Chiefs go to 2 and 0, Chargers fall to 1 and 1. Justin Herbert in defeat, 33 of 48 for 334, three touchdowns, one pick, sack twice. But the big story is what's up with that rib injury. Um he gets x-rays, or he got x-rays on it already. That's past tense. He already got x-rays. He got x-rays
3: post-game last night. Uh, no new information as of this morning. They said they would know more on, uh, on today. Uh, we haven't heard any else uh, anything else reported besides that.
2: Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs at victory. Uh, his stat line not nearly as uh, sexy. 24-35 of 35 for 235. Two touchdowns, no pick. Sack once. Chargers out. Gain the Chiefs 401-319. to 319. But let's just cut to the chase here. There's just two things I want to talk about, one of which is, to me, to me, and I think this is, I think everybody would agree, the, the whole sequence of the game where this turned. Let's start at the very end of the third quarter. It's 17-14 to 14 Chargers. And the, and the Chiefs have the ball, second and goal at the Chargers, one. And Patrick Mahomes is looking for Jody Fortune in the corner. And Asante Samuel has the ball in his hands, Kelly Can't yes. corral it. Would have been a pick six for all intents and purposes. Probably would have been. Can't catch it. Two plays later, fourth and goal at the Chargers 1, the end of the third quarter, we all go into the break and commercials, and we're thinking, well, clearly, down three at the doorstep of the end zone, Kansas City's going to go for this, and Andy Reid, when we come back from commercial, is like, no, they're kicking a 19-yard chip shot field goal, Amendola, their replacement kicker, and analytics Twitter goes crazy. Makes the field goal 17-17, appropriately so, by the way, that they go crazy. That was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. And then on the ensuing kickoff, remember, there's the unnecessary roughness. So the Chargers end up with the ball first and 10 at the 40, and you're thinking to yourself, wow, even though Asante Samuel didn't get that pick six, the Ch- Andy Reid does the super conservative thing and bails out the Chargers. Then they get that penalty. Oh, my God, the Chargers are in such great shape here,
3: Right. It felt like both teams played to not lose the game 100%. instead of win the game. You 100%. know what I mean? I know that's such a cliche.
2: You but- play to not lose the game. <laughs> Isn't that the famous quote? Eight plays later, by the way, after they get it first and 10 at their own 40 on the ensuing drive, you know what happens. First and a goal to Kansas City, three, 10, left. And, uh, well, let's go to, uh, why don't we go to uh, Chiefs Radio, 106.5, the Wolf and Mitch uh, Holfus on the call to uh, let us know what happened then.
3: Chargers go without a huddle again. Right side. side, side, Intercepted. On the left side. Picked off at the goal line. At the 25-yard line. Picked off by Watson. Watson can go all the way. The 7th round pick. 20, 15, 10, 5. Jalen Watson cooking hamburgers in Augusta, Georgia. Then he went to Wazoo and now he gets a 100-yard pick 6 for a touchdown. Kansas City at 10:29 to go in the game. Man, someone check his pulse. Good call. Great call. Great call. I also had to do the background real quick on Jalen Watson because yeah. of that line. Yeah, I got one of got one of those guys with one of those great stories. With had some grade trouble, had some issues getting into school. Had to take a job out of high school while he was trying to get into all these colleges. Finally, did got into Washington State. So that's where that call comes from. Great back, background, though. We'll check out that story.
2: Yeah, and and that's and that's the sequence, right? Like the Chiefs should have had a pick six against them. They they just you know cop out with the field goal. Then they have the unnecessary roughness, and it looks like oh my god, they're gonna you know the Chargers are totally in great shape. And then that and that and that really changed everything, as everybody knows. There's only one other big sort of thing I want to talk about in this game, which is the other macro thing, uh, besides seeing what Justin Herbert's injury is about. Uh, but first, about Justin Herbert's injury. Uh, Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, was asked repeatedly last night about the the extent of the injury. And he sort of went into this, uh, how can you put this, Kelly, this this sort of filibuster, never really answering the question. Here's a sample of that.
4: It was a tough game. And you're not going to see a quarterback in any level of football play tougher and do more for their team and will their team um, to give them a chance than him. There's nobody that can do what he can do. Nobody. Um, He showed a lot of guts. He showed us what he shows every day, um, that we're never out of the fight, and he brought us back and gave us a chance.
2: Well, listen... Coach, that's not what I asked you. I just wanted to know what the injury, the extent of the injury was. I get it. You love him.
3: What's, what's with the injury? I watched most of that most of that uh, Brandon Staley press conference, and that was so every follow-up question, right? It's okay, uh yeah, coach, so he he had x-rays, correct? Wait, what, what, do it, do you know the results? When are you gonna know the results? You know what? Nobody else could have done this but Justin Herbert. He put us in a chance to win the game. That's my quarterback, I'm, I'm like, man. I'm like, this is full TO. He's about yeah. to go full TO. That's my that's quarterback
2: you're talking about. Now, here's You know what I would have asked him? I would have asked him, Coach Staley, what happened to you? That's what I would have asked. And once I figured out he wasn't answering the injury questions. And what I mean by that is, and I started tracking this because it's a Brandon Staley game and it's on prime time. I just started tracking every fourth down what the Chargers ended up doing. Because it's Brandon Staley and you want to sort of mm-hmm. wrap your head around this. Brandon Staley, of course, who was much maligned last year, criticized for being total kamikaze on fourth downs. Well, last night, let's just go through some of these. The first time they had a fourth down, it was fourth and two at the Kansas City 13. Scoreless game, six oh one left in the first quarter. He kicks a field goal. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe he just wanted the free three points. I'm not going to go crazy about that, but that's interesting. Not sure you would have done that last year. There was a fourth and inches at the KC 48 on a subsequent drive in the first quarter when they were up three to nothing. He did go for it then because what do you know? There's a sneak apparently in their uh, playbook. How about a sneak?
3: Sneak, quarterback, sneak. We got some tweets about
2: that last night. It was glorious. Okay, but then the next two fourth downs for the Chargers. Fourth and two at the KC 47, up 10 to 7 with 9.02 left in the second quarter. Punt. Fourth into it, the KC 48, again in plus territory, up 10 to 7. 103 left in the second quarter. Punt. Oh, I'm sorry, who am I watching? Is it Chargers? Is that you, Brandon Staley? Then we go to the uh, second half. There was a couple other, you know, there's a few other fourth downs there where he did, I think, the correct thing of fourth and inches where they went and converted, uh, f- you know, fourth and short and fourth and long in their own territory where they correctly punted. But then 4.05 left in the game. 4.05 left in the game. They're down a touchdown, 24-17. to 17. It's fourth and six at their, th- at their own 38-yard line, and they punt. Were you surprised by that? I was. Yeah. Brandon Staley from last year ain't punting that. I was like, who is this guy? And then, finally, of course, there was the fourth and one at the KC 43, but they were down 10 at that point with 205 left, so of course they go for it. That was the 35-yarder from uh, Herbert to Carter. But then how about the... this? And this one has nothing to do with my main theme here. But the fourth and goal at the end at the KC7, down 10 points with 115 left. Of course, you're supposed to kick a field goal there to get a one-score game. And they go for it, and they score a touchdown. And who's... Al Michaels sounded really happy with that touchdown. I <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> want to say yeah.
3: he was like, "Oh, about that." A couple tweets. Yeah, you know, there, there was a couple tweets about that. Al Michaels sounded pretty happy there. Uh, obviously, that mattered to everybody who had the Chargers and the points. Uh, Wyatt Tomchak telling me earlier today that drive also helped cash the over on Herbert passing yards. If you
2: had a Chargers over teaser, that helped. Yep. That got you there. Um, I just want to. Uh, uh, the main point of all that is. Okay, the Chiefs won this game 27-24, to 24, that whole sequence, which was a total change of events. But Brandon Staley's got to stop caring about what people are saying about him. Like, you, be yourself. Be yourself. I get it. You could almost see the thought bubble. He's worried about what they're going to say to him, what they're going to say about him in the paper the next day. People still read papers? Yeah, sure. Just be yourself, Sean man. Sean does. Sean, do I Sean mean, does. I mean, that was my biggest thing from that game. Uh, listen. We want to know what you're going to be about. Be about what you were about. I'm a big Brandon Staley guy. I don't want to see him change character. We'll come back with Dr. Bob next on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Numbers game on V-SEN, the sports betting network.
2: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Let's talk some college football and some pro football. With the great Dr. Bob at drbobsports drbobsports.com, dot com, coming to us from outside of Denver, Colorado. Even though we waved the Canadian flag through, I don't really know why we did that. <laughs> Here's Dr. Bob. How you doing,
5: man? You good? I have nothing. I have nothing against Canada, Gil. I know Nine you people. don't.
2: Yeah, keep keep waving the Canadian flag. Yeah, that's um, fine by me. All right. Um, how you doing? How's your college football season going so far?
5: Not bad and not good. Just kind of waiting for you know a, a big week. I mean. I'm, even on the best bets and ahead on the stronger on the stronger opinions, which you know, are kind of in a place. So, not bad, but not great. Yeah, you know, could be better, could be worse. So it's it's early. So we'll Bob, see.
2: Bob, this comment is just for you and me. As John Crass once said, "Play more of your opinions. Play more of your leans." I just want to. Know.
5: yeah. That's what I. Should. That's what I certainly should be doing, yes you know, my, my overall I'm doing better than the than the select few that I've chosen as best, let's put it that way yeah
2: all right what uh what college football play do you have for us here this morning, and you do have a pro play um
5: up. yeah, i do yeah the only the only side that i'm going to play this week is u n l v over north texas um north texas um they're i mean they're pretty good offensively um Good for CUSA and on on a national scale, North Texas is about average offensively, and that's fine. But the defense is dreadful right now. They've allowed they played three games. We have more data on the Mean Green defense, not so mean actually. They've allowed 6.5 yards per play to three teams that would combine to average about 4.8 yards per play against an average FBS defense. They surrendered. They only played one good offensive team. That was SMU. They gave up 48 points on 577 yards at 8.7 yards per play. Now UNLV is not SMU offensively, um, but last week North Texas gave up 459 yards and 6.1 yards per play to Texas Southern, a not good FCS team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have problems defensively. And UNLV has a capable quarterback this year. Doug Brumfield completed 67 percent of his passes played Cal last week and wasn't, wasn't bad against Cal, but Cal's got a good defense. Against Idaho State, who has got a defense kind of similar to North Texas. Brumfield threw for 355 yards on 26 pass plays. So I think the offense is going to do well for UNLV. And what I like about this UNLV team is their defense has really improved. Speaking of Cal, their new defensive coordinator, Keith Hayward, learned the scheme at Cal last year, and he's brought that scheme to UNLV and the Rebels have given up just 4.4 yards per play in two games, and they only gave up 5.2 yards per play and 20 points in a, in a spread win against Cal last week. Uh, they've covered the spread of both their games, and I think they're underrated. Um, what I like here is that my preseason ratings would have favored UNLV by 3.5, so there would have been slight value on UNLV before the season started. The has been better than expected. North Texas has been much worse than expected. In fact, the difference in games played this year is about 16 points in the level of play of these two teams so far this season, uh, I like UNLV laying three or less. And right now, it's two and a half at some spots, three at others. So um, if you can find a minus two and a half, but minus three or better for UNLV.
2: Okay. UNLV against North Texas, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific. Kelly, you are not required to watch this college football game. You are not required to do so. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Just want to make sure if you're like, i got to watch this game between UNLV and North Texas. Bob, let me ask you before we go to pro football. You mentioned Cal a couple times. You are a Cal grad. Cal is playing Notre Dame. How pumped will you be if Cal figures out a way to add to Notre Dame's misery? And how likely do you think that is?
5: I'd be really excited. I, It's still not likely. I mean, what are they Eight-and-a-half, nine-point underdogs still. I think the line should actually be more like seven-and-a-half. So I probably I mean, lean with Cal a little bit with, with the points. Um, uh, Notre Dame's backup quarterback was terrible last week. He's not that bad, obviously. He wouldn't get Notre Dame if he was really bad. Uh, And Cal's offense has been underwhelming, to say the least, but, you know, I bet Cal over five and a half wins, um, but their offense is not as good as I had hoped it would be. Uh, They've won both games, and if they win this game, that's going to help my win total over five and a half. And as a Cal, not grad, but (laughs) went to Cal for five years, didn't graduate, but nonetheless, I'd be super, super excited, um, as with all of my friends, so I'm uh, that'll be the one game I'll be focused on this week on my daughter's third birthday. Hey, happy be, birthday! I will. I will be, honey. I got to go inside again. i <laughs> to just peeking at the cow game. <laughs>
2: happy birthday, Cassidy! All right, so here's the deal: NFL. You have a play you really like?
5: Well, I have a bunch I really like uh, this week, actually. But um, here's another game Kelly doesn't need to watch: is the Jets in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the least watchable game on the NFL slate this week. Uh, I like the Jets. Plus six and a half. Um, you know, the, the spread before last week, so they give out, you know, spreads, you know, future spreads on games, was minus five, Browns by five. What makes this line go to six and a half? I have no idea. Both the Jets and Cleveland were outgained by 0.5 yards per play last week. The Jets face a tougher team in Baltimore than Cleveland did in Carolina. I, I just have concerns about uh, Cleveland's offense. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett is not as, as good as Deshaun Watson, but he might be worse than we even thought. You can get a, a good indication of, uh, of, of how good a quarterback is. is usually the coach's play calling. Instead, of, uh, Kevin Stefanski is normally a good play caller. But what he did last week indicates that he doesn't really trust Brissett. Um, they rank fourth in the, in the league and a good indication of play calling. It's early down rushing play rate over expectation, the expectation of how much a team runs is based on the down, distance, time, and win probability of the game. And normally Stefanski doesn't run it as much as other teams on early downs in those situations. He was fourth fourth highest last week. So that's not a good indication of trust for Stefanski and Brissett. Uh, and Brissett only gained 3.9 yards per pass play last week, which is another reason not to trust him, I suppose. Um, and normally the Jets are at a disadvantage at quarterback. I don't think they really are at a disadvantage at quarterback in this game. I mean, obviously, you know, Flacco's not not great. He's not going to have to throw the ball 60-plus times this week. Now, uh, Cleveland's run defense was 29th in, in our metrics against the run last year. I think the Jets are going to have more success running the ball, put Flacco in better positions, et cetera. But what I really like about the Jets is that their, their defense is a lot better this year. Last year, they're, they're – Cornerbacks were dreadful. But they have two new corners, DJ Reed and first-round pick soft Gardner, both played well last week. Reed faced six targets against the Ravens, did not allow a reception, and Gardner had two balls thrown his way. Uh, that's respect right there for the rookie. Uh, he broke up one and gave up an eight-yard completion on the other. So the, the the corners are much much better for New York, and the Jets have a good run defense. They were eighth in the league in, in run defense last year. They held the Ravens to sixty-three rushing yards last week. Um, so Berset's going to have to do more than he did last week if, if they're going to move the ball against the Jets, who are much improved defensively. So I like the Jets here, the model that we have uh, at the Browns, by only 2.7 points. I don't think the Jets plus six or more right now, plus six and a half.
2: Yeah, I, I needed to hear that because I was, I was considering the Browns for a survivor play for one of my more frisky survivor entries, and now I just I really don't know. Really yeah. don't know.
5: Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that run play, you know, how much you run the play versus expectation is a really good indicator early in the season. I, I, how good offenses
2: might be. I was uh, sort of buoyed by the fact, though, because I on Monday I do a guessing line show with Chris Andrews, and I thought that the, the biggest overreaction in a line to me immediately out of the shoot, and I've stuck with this all week, was Arizona getting all these points, got to as many as six against the Raiders. You also like Arizona plus the points. Can I add that one here?
5: Yeah, I do. Yeah, if you want to, you know, that's that's a play for me too. Is Arizona plus the points? And there's a, a couple of reasons. One, I think there was an overaction of the line. Line should be, you know, three or three and a half, not not five and a half. And that's that's a pretty good difference. I'll play with some good bounce back situations. Teams, NFL teams coming off, you know, three touchdowns or more losses tend to bounce back. There's some other things going for Arizona. matchups are favorable this week. They had some guys out last week who are mostly coming back this week. So I think there's a lot of things going on there. So Arizona was another play of mine.
2: Okay. Bob, we appreciate it as always, man. Thank you so much. All
5: right. right. Talk to you
2: next week. You too. Happy birthday to your daughter as well at drbobsports, drbobsports.com. Kelly, the the, uh, game last night, the first Amazon Prime game of the year. So what was your experience ultimately? Did you have a good time with it?
3: I thought it was amazing. I feel like I'm going to be the only person saying that, but uh, I didn't have any latency issues. Apparently, there were some audio issues that hit a bunch of people nationwide. I didn't have that at all. Apparently, they... The, the commentators were coming in really low or something. So I, I read that article this morning. There was that. I didn't have problems with that at all. And then I thought the next-gen stats feed was amazing. I, I watched over half the game on that.
2: I did, but their win probabilities were all botched.
3: Yeah, that was that was funky. You and I were texting about that. That yeah. didn't make any sense. But I, I thought that feed was really cool. By the way, and Kelly
2: Kelly just said funky for those who are scoring at home there. That's yes, what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I, you know what I thought? I, I thought nothing. I, I was like, in the end... It was exactly, it was almost exactly the same delay as watching a game on my cable. My brother is in LA, so he was, they got the Chargers, because it was the Chargers, they got it on Fox. And so I asked him on, you know, via text, I was like, okay, tell me where you are. We were like, Two and a half seconds behind great. him.
3: All of our live betting yeah. concerns, great.
2: We don't have to worry about that. It's the same live betting concerns we have with any game. It wasn't any worse, I guess. Uh, much more to talk about this game. You can do like, you do a whole bunch on that game last night. Paul Carr will join us. Uh, he's got Premier League picks for us. Survivor thoughts as well on the other side. It is a numbers game at Visa. The Sports Betting Network.
0: Members game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
2: Start your football season on the good foot by subscribing to VSEN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep that includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Uh, We get tweets at me of the book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. This is from uh, web12-66 at the angriest guy in New Jersey. (laughs) That's his handle. He said, exactly, Gil. Breakdown of the game 100% correct. Either you're going to be Wonder Boy or you're not. (laughs) Referring to Brandon Staley. And this is from Bainbridge DeWeese. Shouldn't we be talking about how irresponsible the Chargers were to leave Herbert in there? It was the equivalent of a guy taking a concussion and staying in, even though... uh, that he's wobbling as he walks. The throwaway on third and one made that clear. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent right,
3: man. Oh, I, I texted you that uh, that last night. I am completely okay with anybody feeling that way yeah, today. Me too. That, after that third down play where he threw the ball away, you know, Justin Herbert knew there was only one yard to go. He was in that much pain that he had to do that. I was screaming at my TV after. I'm like, why is this guy still in the game? This is the future of the franchise. Oh, I'll shut up now after he sips that ball. Yeah. There, that's
2: exactly right. Uh, that's right. That's so true. It's, it's your basketball coach. Terrible. Alex, don't pass the ball. Pass the ball.
3: What are you doing? <laughs> Great shot. Great, Alex. Shot. <laughs> Great fadeaway.
2: Yeah. Uh, Eric Berg, oh, Ron Burgundy through this. He said, joined the game late, tried as hard as I could to watch from the beginning, but Prime started me live, had to cover my eyes and rewind. Yeah, I had, I had trouble with the rewind functions and what? forward functions and all that. Like I, That was not in play for okay, me.
3: Okay, you're right. We talked about this last segment. I, I said I loved the experience on Prime. That was the one ba- thing yep. I had trouble with me, was rewind.
2: Me too. Couldn't do any of that. Couldn't do any of that. And it was
3: acting like it was going to allow me to rewind, and then it wouldn't rewind.
2: Right, exactly. And then, by the way, to go from the next-gen stats feed back to the live one wasn't exactly the smoothest either, right? You had to, like, do it slowly so yes. it didn't get ahead of you or behind Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> It was the, like live betting. Get away for a commercial break, then switch to the other. The Before we talk it through, it was, it was it was. You had to wait for the commercial. That's right. Uh, Paul Carr joins us, ladies and gentlemen, to talk some uh, Premier League, but also some NFL as well from the uh,
4: Heartland, Topeka, Kansas, where betting is legal. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Had a happy Chiefs fans watched the game with last night. Very happy with all the Brandon Staley punts as well. So my goodness, everyone around here is pretty pleased today.
2: Paul, by the way, the host of the Expected Value podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed, also works at True Media Networks. Um, okay, wait a, first before we get to because I want your Survivor thoughts too. But you had you had a bet last night, a, a oh, three yeah. leg parlay. Could you explain? It's great moments in prop history. What happened?
4: Yeah. Three-leg parlay. I I know nobody really cares, but these are fun to tell anyway. Uh, Three-leg parlay, and the only leg I still needed was Eckler's rushing yards, 40 or more. So he got to 41 on that, put penultimate drive, and then on that third and two or whatever it was, (laughs) minus two yards, Uh, doesn't have another rush, uh, ends on 39, missed the six-to-one parlay. So
2: Sports betting, everybody. Can be so much fun.
4: Ouch. Love it. Ouch. Uh, I even checked it for a stat correction this morning just <laughs> in case, and there was nothing.
2: <laughs> all right. So I'm uh, Kelly and I, we're all in the Survivor. We're, we're pondering. We're all in Circus Survivor. Once again, 3,450 out of 6,133 entries bounced in week one. That's 56.25%. And so um those of us with one entry are, are thinking about, you know, how to play it. Those of us with multiple entries are thinking about how to play it. We just had Dr. Bob on, you know, if, if we had the, if we had any inkling of playing the Browns, he sort of threw some cold water on that just now. So there's still, you know, there's still some candidates for us. The Bengals on the road against the Cowboys is a consideration. The Broncos are at home as big favorites against the Texans. The Packers are big favorites at home against the Bears. Obviously, the Bills and Rams are in play, but there's implications in circa about saving those two teams. So there's a bunch of candidates. So that's one survivor with a massive, you know, number of entries in a pool. And I just want to make this point: you're in a much smaller one. What happened to yours last week? <laughs>
4: So, I have, yeah, I have a survivor pool just locally with you know, family and friends that have been running for 20 years, and we have about 20 people. There are four of us left after week one. <laughs> 80, <laughs> Between the, 80% yeah, gone. Colts, Niners, Titans, Bengals, Broncos, 16 people went out, and only the four who took the Ravens, including me, by the way. Yes. Fortunately, we're on to week two. So, yes, yeah, so this is obviously a very, very, very different scenario than you know uh, thousands of people in Circa, and we don't have the Christmas or the holiday uh, implications as well. So so you don't already have to, very yeah. firmly and yeah. don't overthink this. So I'm probably taking the Rams, still thinking about the Bills, but probably Rams because they're kind of the only team I can, I just don't see any way they lose this game.
2: So anyway, obviously these are two extremes. I'm just trying to make the point for those who yeah. are like new to the show or new to doing contests, whatever it's like, these are massive extremes of pool sizes. And so your strategy ought to be mm-hmm. massively different, right? So Paul, there's yep. no, there's no incentive for Paul to get creative. He's just going to be like, Hey, that's the, uh, What's the, I shouldn't say obvious, right? Because right. there's nothing obvious, but what's the more obvious play on the board for you? So good luck. Yeah. I hope you win your yeah. pool.
4: Yep. Yeah. Sometimes i start overthinking it and like, well, if everybody takes the Rams, then, and so maybe there's a reason to try and take the bills, but yeah, if, if, then I start getting in my head too much and I'm probably just going to stick with the Rams. Yeah, not if
2: you're down to four, my goodness.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. Don't do that.
2: Um, okay. Premier League. How's the season going so far?
4: It's, uh, it's been an interesting one already. I mean, it's a compact season because of the World Cup. They canceled all the games last weekend, or postponed them more accurately, because of the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, most of the games, but not all of them, are back this weekend. And it's just going to make, you know, fixture congestion is the, the buzzy word out of England. It's going to make a mess, because there just aren't times to play a lot of these games. Uh, even midweek is often filled up with Champions League or FA Cup or something down the road. So it's it's been messy. Uh, I guess the story at the top is that Liverpool has not been as good as expected. Uh, they're, they're looking a little bit old. Not quite a wheels. All are falling off, as I think I said a week or two ago, but one wheel is pretty wobbly, and they're, they're trying to get everything back together. Still good. Should still be top four. Just doesn't look like at the moment they'll be a title contender right now.
2: So fixture congestion is uh, yeah. UK for, there's a whole bunch of games bunched up with each other. That is correct. Gotcha. Okay. There, by the way, are the Premier League Futures, Man City, the prohibitive favorite. Not quite as prohibitive as they were, though. Uh, minus yeah. 250 with Liverpool, the only other uh, team in uh, the other side in uh, double, in, excuse me, in single digits there at 7-1. to one. Uh, Okay. You have a three-pack of picks as per usual. What you got?
4: I do. We're starting today. There's two games today. I'm looking at Nottingham Forest and Fulham over 2.5 at minus 110. These are two newly promoted teams. And what do you want when you take an over? You want teams that take or give up a lot of shots and take or give up a lot of quality shots. And these two teams both have, uh, we'll say, questionable defenses that you kind of expect from newly promoted teams. They've given up the most expected goals in the league. Uh, They're second and fifth in terms of total expected goals in their games. And they're giving up uh, among the seven worst shots or they're giving up good shots to their opponents uh, all season. And Fulham has shown a propensity. You know, Fulham is, I think, their 10th in the table right now. Uh, they expect to stay up. And they've shown a propensity to just go for games like this. You know, they're, on, they're away. They the steal still three points out of this game. That's something. So I think this will be open uh, with a couple of questionable defenses and, you know, just kind of okay attacks. But those will get... Made to look better. So over two and a half minus 110, I think is a really good price.
2: Is that the only one today or two of these are today?
4: There's two. Uh, oh. Only one of these is today. There is another game, Aston Villa, Southampton, I think is also today.
2: Okay. So Nottingham Forest, Fulham, over two and a half, the one play yep. you have today anyway.
4: And then yep. tomorrow you have two. Tomorrow, back to the well for Tottenham, Leicester City, both teams to score, minus 135. This is. I mean, I've made this play probably a dozen times or more on the show in the last year. The stat is that 26 of Leicester's last 29 away games have had both teams score. Uh, The numbers, again, a little bit questionable backing this one up. Tottenham's defense is solid. Leicester's attack hasn't been great. But they have brought in uh, relative youngster, Kalichi Ayanacho, up top. And he's added some life to the attack. Really, it's more about, we talked about this a week or two ago, uh, just kind of they play differently. On the road than a lot of teams the old cliche you know you play tight on the road try to steal a point and then you attack a little more at home where you're more comfortable well Leicester will go out and attack and open things up on the road too and it has led to these wide open games like their 5-2 game against brighton a couple weeks ago so i like both teams to score here uh, minus 135 for tottenham lester btts tottenham lester both teams to score minus 135 and a win to nil yeah will take newcastle uh, tomorrow to win to nil against bournemouth some places will give you the win to no bet explicitly sometimes you have to parlay you know a Newcastle win and Bournemouth under half a goal but it usually gets you to the same price uh, Newcastle pretty good and expected goals they're six in the league defensively despite Plain City and Liverpool and Bournemouth is just given up or sorry Newcastle is not conceding good shots they concede the worst shots in the league on average I mean the most difficult shots uh bournemouth has allowed 18 goals they've scored only five and their underlying numbers are even worse they have about two and a half expected goals which is half of 19th in the league so uh, i like newcastle they're i think a pretty decent top half team and bournemouth uh, may be the worst team in the league give me newcastle win to nil at plus one
2: win to nil one of the great chrissy Andrews story times during guessing lines hey uh, can i ask you a question what is nil it's a great story what is this, what is this nil <laughs> Is nil. Uh, so Nottingham Forest, Fulham over two and a half today, and then tomorrow Tottenham, Leicester. Both teams to score minus one thirty-five. Always shop around for the best price. And Newcastle win to nil versus Bournemouth. Paul got it at plus one thirty. Thank you, Paul. As always, man. Have a great weekend.
4: You bet. Same to you.
2: Paul Carr at Paul Carr C A R R on Twitter. Joe Fortenball from Daily Wager has about a thousand football picks. We'll try to get to as many of them as possible next on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
2: Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And then once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager's settled, You'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, he is one of the stars of ESPN's Daily Wager, broadcasting Monday through Friday on the Worldwide Leader. He's our friend Joe Fortenball. How you doing, Joseph?
6: I mean, I prefer our meetings over steaks and uh, <laughs> elaborate dessert trays, but I guess the phone will do as well. Gil, I'm doing great today. I trust you are the same.
2: I am the same. I have a hard-hitting question before we get into all your football picks, and Kelly and yeah, I. Yeah, okay. This is let's, all, let's, let's hear it. This is all we want to really know about the football secondary. Uh, you were sporting a very pronounced mustache for quite some time. This was a very bold move on your part. We want to know the thinking that went into it, to grow it without a beard, first of all. And then secondly, the thinking that went into saying, you know what, God help me, look at me. I'm shaving this off. Please.
6: Okay, there's a lot to work through there. I don't think we have enough time. This isn't a Joe Rogan podcast, so I'll give you the bullet points. Uh, Number one... There's no beard with it because I am incapable of growing a beard. Despite being 41 years of age, the sections directly next to my lips, like on the left and right, those gaps where the handlebars <clears throat> would be for the mustache, they don't grow in. Gotcha. So I, I just I never fully went through puberty, apparently. I can't grow sideburns. I can't really grow a full beard. That's why it had to be just a mustache. I was essentially on vacation for two weeks this summer, and I wasn't shaving at all because I have to shave every day for TV, and I hate it. So I just let it go. But at the end of the vacation, I was going out to dinner with my wife, and I looked awful. And I, I like, the <laughs> neck hair and all that crap. So I looked card. at myself, I was like, I can't take her to dinner looking like this. So I shaved everything but the stash because that's what I do last. And I said, you know what? My boys will get a kick out of it. They're five and three. I'm going to leave this thing. And then it just became a thing. Like, I I did it on air. Everyone had their jokes. Everyone just kept talking trash. So I said, all right, I'm going to let this ride. And that's the thing. The more people told me they hated it, the more I felt compelled to keep it. And then I ended up losing. (laughs) I tied it to my survivor pick. So, of course, I take the Niners. Thanks a lot, Shanahan. Great game plan. Nice job in the second half they lose, I'm out of Survivor, I gotta shave the mustache, and afterwards I get all these texts from people telling me just how much better I look and how terrible The mustache was, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm a human being, too. Like, you really don't need to drive home the point of how bad it looked day in and day out, which is what everyone had been doing. So I'm keeping receipts, and down the line, I'm going to find people on their worst day, and I'm going to let them know all about it. I will not be there to pick them up.
2: Well, stay tuned for the long-form version of that answer on the podcast side of this. (laughs) All right, uh, let's talk some football. Let's go to the NFL first, because you have so many thoughts heading into week two. You have a lot of plays. Uh let's start with the Saints. What do you think there?
6: Money line. I'll play New Orleans to win this game. I the price at two and a half. I think the game should be pick'em, quite honestly. Tampa Bay banged up at wide receiver. Bad offensive lines do not travel in the NFL. That's something I learned from the great Mike Lombardi who you can hear on this fine network all the time, right? You go on the road, you deal with the crowd noise, they got issues at center, the guard positions, New Orleans defense is ferocious. They're going to exploit that issue. They've got the crowd noise on their side. I know people might be down on New Orleans because they struggled against Atlanta last week, but Jameis Winston barely played in the preseason. Give the guy some time to knock the rust off. They still found a way to win the game, right? Like the Colts didn't find a way to win the game. The Titans didn't find a way to win the game. They still found a way to get it done. Divisional game on the road, they might not have covered fine. I like them to hand Their business against Tampa Bay. I I see them winning it outright.
2: Man, we have had the most split opinion on this show this week. Pardon me on that game for sure. All right, Pats Steelers, you are playing the total. Which way?
6: Under 40 and a half. As bad as New England looked last week, it wasn't the defense's fault. The team gave up 20 points, but some of those came from Miami's defense. I think New England was only responsible defensively for giving up 14 points. 300 total yards, they didn't let Miami get the running game going, and that's supposed to be, from what I hear, a very explosive Miami offense. So you got Belichick, that defense, going against Mitchell Trubisky, who, I mean, he was okay against Cincinnati, but it was the defense forcing five turnovers that was the difference in that game. So I think the New England defense handles their business. Then conversely, what do we expect from the New England offense? I don't think they're going to put up a big number. Mac Jones, if you look at his home road splits for his career, 16 touchdowns, seven INTs at Gillette, on the road, seven TDs, seven interceptions. I know the sharp money came in on New England early. I don't really have an opinion on the side because I think it could get messy, but I do see it staying under 40.5. All
2: right, you do have opinions on other sides, though. Uh, You you talked about the Colts, a little anti-Colts sentiment before you're taking the Jags and the points.
6: Yeah, this Jacksonville team is better uh, than I think a lot of people realize. They're well-coached compared to last year. They gave Washington a good fight. That was a good game last week. And now they're at home with points. I mean, I'm not going to cite a trend, but you, you got to cite the fact that Jacksonville seems to have Indy's number. Indy, Indy just can't get out of its own way, man. I wanted to be on the Frank Wright train. I liked him when he was in Philly. I liked his pro career. But that guy is in over his head in some of these spots. Like, you should have been able to step all over Houston last week. And they just couldn't get out of their own way. They, they, they just constantly find ways to lower themselves to their competition. And you know what? Good luck, because Jacksonville's going to be waiting for you. I'll take the points with the Jags.
0: Jaguars
2: were showing a tweet here from Michael Durocco. 5 and 30 in their last 35 games three of those victories have come though against these Colts 20, right <laughs> 2019 it's, it's 2020 incredible. 2021 yeah all right uh then you are uh okay you're getting a little bold here with this one you're you're laying the points with the Bengals against the Cowboys and Cooper rush
6: so I see that it was seven and a half. Smart money comes in, it takes the the hook, it's going to back Dallas, right? What's the narrative here, I'm sure? Uh, The line's been over-adjusted too much from the Prescott to Cooper Rush injury. Here's the problem with that logic. It assumes the original power ranking of Dallas was accurate, whereas I believe it was not. Dallas isn't a good football team, and that doesn't have anything to do with the Prescott injury. They weren't good before he got hurt. I know they won 12 games last year. They didn't beat anybody. The only teams they beat that went to the playoffs, they beat Philly twice, and Philly got rolled in the playoffs. They're an overrated team. And they beat New England, who got smoked in the playoffs. And then this offseason, they lose Cooper. The O-line gets downgraded. They lose Randy Gregory, and the defense gets downgraded. And everyone's still talking about them as a division favorite, like they're still something. They're not good. They don't have good coaching. They don't have good players right now. So ultimately, they're in this spot where Prescott gets hurt, and everyone thinks they've over-adjusted the line. They haven't. This is a bad football team, and they're poorly coached. And here comes Cincinnati, who dominated the box score against Pittsburgh. They ran 33 more plays, racked up 165 more yards, held the ball for 17 more minutes, but they committed five turnovers and lost the turnover battle minus five. Do we see that happening again? They might not win the turnover battle this week, but if they're minus one against Dallas, which is doing Dallas a favor, I still think they smoke the Cowboys. So yeah, I would lay it up to nine and a half with Cincinnati. I think they roll in that game.
2: And you and me are oppo on this one. You like the Raiders laying the points here against the Cardinals.
6: I do. It's mostly a play against Arizona. I think Arizona's bad. I I, I don't think... When they came into the season, I know some people looked at them. The win total puts them right around 500. You know, a playoff team, all this and that. I I don't think they have it. I, I think they're poorly coached. Cliff Kingsbury, after that loss last week, tells the media, and I can't believe he actually admitted to this, he says, we need better practice habits. Number one, that's your job, pal. You're the head coach. And number two, how can that be a problem going into week one? Even teams like the Jets, and the Lions and the Jaguars show up in week one. Like, everybody shows up in week one, and then you start to get into the, the nitty-gritty, right? Like, the fact that his team wasn't even ready and they were practicing poorly, they got no leadership, Murray in the contract situation, the defense can't generate pressure, that Raider team, they lost a turnover battle minus three to the Chargers, that's what cost them. But I think they could put up a big number against Arizona. Tyler Murray was just checking down. They don't have a deep threat right now, they're messy. I think the Raiders take. It to him
2: all right give me 10 seconds on each of these props kareem hunt of the uh, browns over two and a half receptions over 17 and a half receiving
6: yards jacoby Brissett loves to check it down he's not going to go down the field often hunts their pass catching back and the jets even going back to last year defend opposing running backs poorly when they're coming out of the backfield
2: trey lance of the niners over 38 and a half rushing yards
6: He's an athlete. Run the ball. The, the season-long prop was like 500 yards for too long. It was 36 last week, and he ran for 50 plus 13 carries. He's going to have design runs. He's an athlete. He's going to scramble. It, it doesn't take a genius to figure that one out.
2: And then Devontae, this uh, dovetails nicely with your pick over 93 and a half receiving yards, Devontae Adams for the Raiders
6: targeted 17 times in its first game. They paid him all that money for a reason. Carr loves him. He's going to get the looks, and the opposing defense in Arizona isn't going to be able to slow him down. That's going to be a very trendy pick, but I don't mind playing it.
2: Facial hair or not, we love you either way, Joe. Thank you. We appreciate it.
6: Fresno State plus 12 and a half as well. That's how you do it, Gil. I slide one in right at the end. Love you, buddy. Best of luck to everybody this weekend.
2: <laughs> you too, man. Joe Fordball, love you back. Uh, he has three college plays. Western Kentucky plus seven, Fresno State plus 12 and a half, a six. Those are his three college plays as well. When betting the Chargers this season, keep an eye on Brandon Staley after what we saw last night. Is this the new conservative Brandon Staley? He might not be the aggressive coach from a year ago, often going for it on fourth down. And remember, you had to factor in volatile outcomes last year. Maybe not this year. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 a day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show.